Welcome back to the Women Caring Worth podcast. I am your host, Whitney Allen. I am a mom. I am a wife. I'm a child of God. I'm a freedom coach. I am CEO of Awakenings Unlimited, and I am just so excited to bring you today's episode. All right, now, I'm going to be honest. I thought I was just going to skip this week because I was like, I don't even have a guest, and let's keep in mind, I have a list, right? I have a list of people that God gave me to invite on the show, but I also know how important it is to let Holy Spirit flow. So I was just like, I don't know. It doesn't feel right this week. I don't, I don't believe I need to have a guest this week. So I'm thinking, you know what? It's okay. We can skip a week. And I was up this morning pumping and God just gave me a word. I was just like, uh oh, it's time. So today's topic is when the birth plan changes. When the birth plan changes. So, for those who do not know, um, I gave birth to my son Chance back in 2021, December 11th. And I haven't really talked about my birth story much. I don't even know, to be honest, how much I'm going to talk about it today right? But when God told me this this morning, I was like, oh, he's got something really good in store today. Because the thing about it, if you've ever given birth, you know that you can make plans, you can have your plan, you can have your birth plan. And sometimes it just does not go according to that plan. And if I'm being honest, pretty much nothing went according to my plan. And if you're like me, I'm a planner. I love planning. I love research. I like being in control, (laughs) so to speak. I like feeling as though I know what to expect. I like thinking about the scenarios, you know, um, that could happen and trying to be prepared for that. Now, again, I had a plan. (laughs) And you know that saying, you know, if you make plans, God laughs or something like that. But um, I had prayed over this plan. I had fasted, you know, while I was pregnant. And I was just believing, okay, this is how my birth experience is going to be. I didn't want it to be hard. I didn't want it to be um, traumatic. I didn't want it to, I was just believing a lot of things. And sometimes I would share it and people looked at me like I was crazy, you know? So I'm just thinking, no, I just need to move by faith. I need to do this, that, and the third. I'm going to stand on what I'm believing. And as I experienced, I had to think about, so what happens when God doesn't show up the way you expected him to? What happens when God doesn't show up the way you asked him to? What happens when God doesn't show up the way you prayed and fasted for him to? We're going to get into it, guys. Like this, this is a hard one for me to share because if I'm being honest, after I gave birth, it was so hard to fight bitterness. And I know people talk about postpartum depression and, you know, I kept getting asked like, you know, if I'm depressed or if I'm sad or anything like that, um, you know, the doctors will check in with you. And in my head, I'm like, y'all are asking the wrong questions because I'm not sad. I'm angry. I was so angry and I was so disappointed 
um, I was grateful. And that was a hard thing. It's like, how do you balance gratitude with anger? It's kind of hard to do that. <laughs> but I was angry and disappointed because, you know, I was expecting to push. I was ready to push. I was doing all the things. I was curb walking. I was doing all the stretches. I was eating the buffalo pizza. I was eating the pineapple. I was, you know, <laughs> like all the different things you think about and read about to speed up your labor. You know, I was exercising, I was praying and all of that stuff. You know, I was planning to um, have a natural birth process and have no epidural, all of that. And again, guys, I'm, I'm going to try to keep this, this episode not super long, Partially because Chance is still sleeping right now, and I'm trying to get this out before he wakes up, but we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, I was just like, I, I was ready and expectant, and things just didn't go according to plan. You know, I ended up being induced, which I was really, really trying to avoid, like every fiber of my being, because in my head, I was just like, if I get induced, I just know this is going to result in a C-section, which I did not want. And, you know, long story short, <laughs> I went into the hospital to be induced on a Tuesday night. I didn't have chance until Saturday morning. So yeah, we were there for a little bit. Things did not go as planned. Um, my husband was amazing throughout all of it. Um, and you know, when it when it's like, oh, well, if you just do this, then this will happen. So there was a lot of that. I was like, well, this is the next step. We're going to do the Pitocin. We're going to do the, the Foley balloon. We're going to do X, Y, and Z. And it felt like every time I took the next step that you're supposed to, that you need to in order for the labor to progress, like it just wasn't working. And in my head, I'm like, look, Chance just doesn't, he don't want to come out. He's not ready yet. You know, so then I'm upset with myself thinking, man, maybe I should have just waited it out. Maybe I should have, um, you know, because I had a scheduled induction date. I was trying to wait until at least after um, the due date. They called me high risk because of my BMI, which is a conversation for another day, <laughs> even though honestly, I was healthy throughout um, the whole pregnancy, but neither here nor there. So, you know. I'm doing all the things, I'm taking every step, and a lot of the steps, I feel like they weren't very thorough in explanation, which again, if you know me, I am the type of person who I need to understand in order to follow, for the most part. Um, so if I'm like, I don't, I don't get why we're doing this, <laughs> it's just very hard to go along with it. So it was a lot of things, you know, I felt like being thrown at me you know, and again, it just felt like one disappointment after another, like everything on a list, so to speak, that I didn't want to have to do or go with, um, I ended up having to do it, <laughs> you know, so I was just disappointed in myself. I started doubting. I started thinking, maybe this is my fault. Maybe there's something that I did wrong. Maybe there's something I could have done better, you know, and then I'm thinking maybe I could have treated my body better, you know, like all those thoughts that start to come up when things aren't going according to plan. Remember, we talking about when the birth plan changes, guys, and I just felt so defeated a few times, you know, my husband, again, he was encouraging, you know, he was breathing with me because, you know, once that Pitocin started, 
And everybody's talking about, oh, you know, once it starts up, you know, you're going to have this baby right away. Y'all, again, I went on a Tuesday. I had a nurse. I'm trying to remember. I either had her that Tuesday night or early Wednesday morning because I think we officially started the process on early Wednesday morning. Um, I had her one of those days. On Friday, she came back. She was like, um, why are you still here and why are you still pregnant? And I'm like, ma'am. <laughs> Y'all was supposed to tell me that because I'm here doing all the things, you know, um, and I just want to pause for a second because how many of us, when God has called us to do something, do we sit here and think like, why am I still here and why am I still pregnant with this vision? Why aren't things moving? the way I thought they would move? Why am I not seeing the fruits or the results of this thing that I'm being called to birth? Why does it feel like it's taking so long? Why does it feel like nothing is going according to plan, right? Because we the planners, we like to we like to write everything down. We have the to-do list. We think we know what's going to happen and what happens when those things aren't happening or they're not happening at the speed that we expect, right? Because everybody's thinking, well, this is going to be a swift process. We're going to be in and out eventually. And here we are <laughs> days later, still laboring. And might I add, um, I surely did not have an epidural yet because again, in my mind, I'm going to do this naturally. So for a few days, I'm here <laughs> laboring with these terrible contractions right? With nothing to ease the pain, because I'm thinking, you know, this is what I committed to. This is what my plan was. This is what we doing. And also, I've already come too far to change my mind now, right? Um, and again, I'm really not going to go super, super into detail, because we would be here all day. Like, I could write a book on my whole birth experience, because there was just so much that happened from Tuesday to Monday, since I, I believe I was in the hospital until Monday, um, ready to break out. <laughs> um, but so much ensued that I would really be here all day. But, you know, after you commit and you're like, oh, this is what I chose. This is the decision we're sticking by, you know, because I'm trying to do things my way or the way I'd prefer. And yet it's not working out. I just want to ask y'all, like, have you had that experience, whether it was in actual birth or labor or just in your business or in your marriage or in other relationships or in something you desire to do where you're doing the work, right? You're showing up, but unfortunately, things aren't going the way you expected. Things aren't progressing as quickly as you had hoped right? Or even as you had prayed for. So what do you do? Right? And we go, when we go back and look at the word birth, it means to bring forth. You're giving life. It's giving rise to. It's a beginning. It's a start. And the thing that God was telling me this morning while I was like, let me just hop on this, hop on this podcast real quick, because I feel like I'm not going to be able to do anything today until I get this out. Um, but the thing that God was just reminding me was that it's his plans and not our plans, right? 
Because when we're giving birth to something, when we're bringing forth life, when we're having a, a, a new beginning, it's not always going to look the same. It's not going to look the same as it might have in other seasons. It's not going to always look the same as it might have in our head, right? Or as we envision. But that doesn't mean that we failed. That doesn't mean that he wasn't there. That doesn't mean that he doesn't love us. That doesn't mean that he isn't hearing us, right? And one of the scriptures, there are so many scriptures that came to mind this morning, guys. Like, oh, when I just say, I was just sitting here like, man, just because the plan changes doesn't mean he wasn't present, you know? Um, and again, I didn't share much of my birth story with many people because in the beginning, again, right after giving birth, I just felt so defeated. I felt frustrated. You know, even my breastfeeding journey was not quite exactly as I planned. As I mentioned earlier, I'm still pumping, but, um, <laughs> you know, just, I, I planned to just exclusively breastfeed. And like a couple of days after he was born, they're like, we have to supplement with formula, you know? Um, and after having to get a C-section, um, I already felt like, man, just everything, <laughs> everything I hoped wouldn't happen is happening. You know, I felt like my body was failing me. I felt like my body was failing my son in my head. I'm like, this is something that as a woman, I'm supposed to be able to do. And I was producing milk, but, you know, and as a lactation consultant, you know, explained to me, which I, I understood, you know, but she explained later, like, you know, your body went through so much trauma you know, just giving birth and being there all week and having, not being nourished well, because again, I was there all for almost the whole week and eating jello and broth, which was really, it just tasted like beef water. Like it was nasty, but you know, that's, that's, that's not the focus, <laughs> but you know, eating things, eating popsicles and just water, like these aren't, I'm not getting all the nutrients that I need to even give me the energy to continue the labor, which means work because giving birth is work. Like, you know, being pregnant is work. Our bodies are doing something amazing, right? And even that, like when we in a birthing process for whatever it is, if we're not being well-nourished, if we're not being poured into, if we're not having what we need to, you know, have the endurance and the stamina and the strength that we need is going to be a lot more work, right? So, and guys, I feel like I'm all over the place, but I'm really just flowing because like I said, I did not plan to be here today, but, um, you know, I just, I just feel the need to encourage somebody today that just because the plan changes doesn't mean that you failed. It doesn't mean that his promises are not sure or not, you know, still coming to pass. And even when I had to think about his promises. So when I'm thinking about, okay, God, like I thought you promised me this. I thought X, Y, and Z when I had to sit down and be real with myself, you know, while I'm walking the halls of the hospital, while I'm, you know, crying in between contractions, while I'm, you know, seeing how exhausted my husband is because he's doing this with me, you know, he's here with me, he's not leaving, you know, I just had to think about, number one, am I making decisions out of pride, 
you know, because eventually on Friday, probably evening, maybe, I did choose to get an epidural, which even that <laughs> was a whole mess. Like it was somebody learning. I just don't know what they were doing, but it took way too long to get that thing in. I'm crying. The nurse had to hold me down to be still. All I hear is my husband praying and saying Jesus every five seconds. So, <laughs> and I'm just like, I just want this all to be over. And my contractions were so close together, but they were not, um, what's the word? They just, they weren't in a consistent pattern. So I might have like five or six back to back, but then they would just stop for a few minutes or something. So it was, it was, it was a lot going on. Right. Um, but since I did end up eventually getting the epidural, then I'm like, man, you know, um, even making that decision, I was like, if I need to be here, you know, because I'm only however many centimeters dilated, it was probably only like five at that point, you know, and I've been here a few days. I'm like, there is no way I can continue this. And then I started to feel sick because again, I'm like, oh, I'm eating this jello. I don't even eat jello like on a normal day. It's very, very rare that you're going to find me eating jello somewhere. <laughs> so eating all this sugary stuff and I just felt so sick. So I'm thinking there's no way, you know, I can, I can continue in this pain and I'm praying my worship playlist is going and all of that stuff, but really just sitting and thinking like, am I making the decision to not get the epidural? Am I making the decision to, you know, eventually not get the C-section, which I ended up getting because of pride? Because it's not in my plans, because I want to be in control? Or am I making this decision because this is what we need to do right now? Because the plan changed. And having to sit with that, I just want to remind somebody today, like sometimes, we need to check ourselves and find the root of our decision-making, right? You know, and yes, I believe it is important to stand on our faith. But if we haven't paused to go to God, like, okay, what do you want me to do? What do I need to do now that we're in this new situation, that we're in this new place that we didn't expect, that we're in this new decision-making process that we didn't really prepare ourselves for because we thought and we're so certain it was going to go a different way am I going to sit here and be stubborn you know or am I going to lay my pride down am I going to lay my pride down right because at the end of the day what did God promise me which is what I, I wanted to bring up before you know what did God really promise me and when I sat down and thought about it I was like God promised me the birth of a healthy child. I was so fixated on how this was going to come about that every time something went not according to that plan, I got frustrated. I got disappointed. I got sad. I got angry, right? And you got to think about that in our marriages. We got to think about that in our businesses. Am I so attached to the outcome or so attached to the process of getting to the outcome that I can't hear God, that I'm unable to pivot, that I am unable to lay aside my pride, that I'm unable to feel his presence 
that I'm unable to remember that he has plans for me, plans for me to prosper, right? Like he cares about me. And, you know, I was, I was again, and you know, everybody, you know, people who may not even know God much, most people know the scripture, Jeremiah 29 and 11, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. But verse 12 says, then you will call on me and come pray to me and I will listen to you. Verse 13, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Verse 14, I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I've banished you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. And I didn't even plan on reading all those verses. But the thing about that is, like, we have to still ourselves long enough to remember that God knows the plans he has for us. And the plans are to prosper us and not to harm us, to give us hope and a future. And if we call on him, he will hear us. If we call on him, he will listen, right? And I remember it was probably a few weeks after giving birth, we had a transparent talk Thursday. Um, you know, which is with my husband's ministry, Jalen Allen Ministries, it's like our Bible study, but we have transparent open talk, all that stuff, right? And I just remember I was quiet for most of the session, which if you know me, I'm gonna be talking <laughs> at some point, but I was quiet and was just receiving from everyone else. But at the end, you know, I finally opened up and I was crying a little bit, you know, because that's what I'm gonna do. I'm probably cry. But I was crying because, you know. I just realized like God was there the whole time, which is why I was battling so much internally about being frustrated and, and being grateful because I was like, I can't even be mad. I can't even be mad as much as I want to be mad. I can't even be mad because if I look back at every single step of the process, God was there the whole entire time. He was there the whole time. He was there the whole time. Like, I, I can't say it enough. He was there the whole time. You know, as I prayed, even when we prayed for, you know, my, my um, to be more dilated, you know, we went in in prayer because it was like, look, if this don't change in an hour or so, like we're going to, um, and this is Friday now, but like if this doesn't change an hour or so, because they had already broken my water. Um, so it's probably like late whatever and they're like if this doesn't change then we're going to have to you know get you to a c-section because we don't want you know risk of infection we don't want anything else to go wrong and blah 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 all that stuff right so you know we went in in prayer and I'm thinking you know yes we're making progress because we did see like you know i I was dilated one more centimeter. So I'm thinking, yes, like this is it. We're moving. Then another hour or two passes by and then it's nothing. And they're like, look, we can't force you to make no decision, but we really just want what's best for your child, right? And there comes a time in your decision-making and what you're being called to birth that you got to take your feelings out of it, right? You got to take your feelings out of it and think about what's best for the health 
of what I'm birthing. In this case, my child, what's best, right? Again, we talk about laying that ego aside. And again, if we're saying that we trust God and we know his plans for us are good and to prosper, then if I know that he's allowed me to be here, then I also have to know that he's not going to leave me or forsake me, that he's not going to this child that I know he promised me, that I know he promised me a healthy child, that I know he promised me that all was going to be well, then can I really be terrified? Can I really be stuck in pride and say, I'm not going to make this decision out of fear or out of frustration? You know, so eventually choosing to have the C-section, even when, you know, we went there, we prayed again before I went in the room. And again, this is still like COVID is still prominent. And, um, you know, so there's always that and trying to not let those fears get in the way. And, you know, my husband was there for like, they didn't let him in until like the very end-ish part. So when I'm in there alone, I was just like, man, I'm so scared. (laughs) This is not what I intended. I don't know what to do. Like I'm literally, and I think that was the biggest thing for me. Cause again, we talked about control. And if you remember last week, I was talking about depression and anxiety. And although God delivered me from that, those thoughts started to come in, you know, like how I used to deal with things because like finding a way to be in control of certain things helped me cope in previous seasons so me laying here on this table alone so to speak obviously there's a bunch of nurses and doctors and everybody else in the room but I felt so alone and I was so terrified and you know one of the doctors he came up to me and he was like you okay and I'm looking at him like is this man crazy you know and I was like no not really now, I'm gonna be honest I'm not and he was like well what's wrong and I was like um well sir like y'all about to cut me open <laughs> and this and I said it I told him I was like and this was not according to my plan y'all do you know what he said he said look I understand but it's okay because you have a room full of God's soldiers who are taking care of you we got you we're here and we're not going to let any harm come to you. You're in good hands. Like, and is I'm probably paraphrasing. And again, at this time, I got like all the epidurals going, going through me. But like, I just couldn't even, I didn't even know what else to say. I didn't even know what else to do. Because when you're in that position, you just see that God loves you so much that he sends someone to let you know, I'm still here. I'm still here. I know you're scared, but I'm here. A matter of fact, because I love you so much, I sent my other children to encourage you and remind you that you are taken care of, right? You are taken care of. I got you. I got you. Who wouldn't serve a guy like that? You know, so even in that fear and um, frustration and feelings of unworthiness, right? This is the Women Caring Worth podcast. I felt unworthy. I felt unworthy throughout that week. I felt like 
and I don't feel that way now. I just want to let you know. <laughs> but while I was going through it, I felt unworthy. You know, I felt less than. I felt not good enough. I felt angry. And just to see that God cared about my feelings enough to send someone. And every day he really sent someone. It was always like a nurse or a midwife or something to encourage me. And he sent someone to see about me, to let me know that I'm here. I got you. You are well taken care of, right? And that just, again, I said, I had all these scriptures going through my mind, you know, and some of them are on our wall. So I'm gonna go, I'll read one of them. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Listen, before making this decision, like I said, we prayed. And again, going back to that transparent talk or whatever, um, when I was, it, it might not have even been the transparent talk. I know I shared it during then, but my husband reminded me one day when I was frustrated and I was probably crying. He was like, do you remember what you said in the hospital? I was like, oh boy, here we go. Because somebody's always reminding me of what I said. <laughs> and that one of them last prayers that we prayed before um, before ending up having the C-section was I remember while I was praying, I said, and God, even if you don't do it, that I will still stand by you, stand on your word and have the faith of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, that even if you don't do it, even if you don't do it the way I expected, even if you don't do it the way I planned, even if you don't do it the way I want, the way I desire, <laughs> you know, I'm still gonna love you. I'm still gonna praise you. I'm still gonna keep your commandments. I'm still gonna share your, your word. I'm still gonna share the gospel. I'm still gonna encourage people. I'm still gonna walk on my purpose, even if you don't do it. So when my husband reminded me of that, I was like, oh boy, I surely did say that, <laughs> that even if you don't do it. So how can I not find peace? Because at the end of the day, my son, my beautiful son was birthed. He was healthy. There were no problems, you know, and for that, I give God praise. You know, so what if when we're working on our businesses or we're working on our marriage or we're working on whatever ministry assignment we're being given or that we raised our hands <laughs> to assign ourselves to, what if, even if it doesn't go according to the way that we expected, even if it doesn't go according to the way that we hoped and prayed for and wanted, what if we still continue to give God praise? What if we still continue to trust his plans? What if we continue to lean on him and not our own understanding, right? I know that was a lot. <laughs> I know that was a mouthful, but man, like something happens 
something happens when we can finally surrender. When we can surrender and say, God, your will, not my will, and mean it. Let's put that part there because a lot of us will say that and we don't really mean it because then when his will comes and we don't agree with it or we don't like it, we don't like how it's packaged, we don't like how it looks, then we have a whole attitude. But if we really believe that his ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are greater than our thoughts, right? And his plans are better than our plans and whatever other way you want to say it. If we really believe that he's all-knowing, right, that he's all-powerful, that he's a miracle worker, that he's a deliverer, that he's a way maker, that he's a promise keeper. If we really believe all of these things that we're saying, then we got to sit down sometimes and surrender and trust that our father loves us enough to be with us, to take care of us, even when it's not the way we plan. So when it comes to... <laughs> our birth plan changing, what are we going to do? Are we going to stay there and stay stuck and mad and with an attitude? Or are we going to surrender? And I think that since 2020, a lot of us have learned that we need to surrender because there's so much that we cannot control, right? And Many of us have started businesses, right, or started side hustles or left our jobs or were laid off. You know, um, I was laid off in 2020, which was also the year we were getting married, like so much was happening. Um, but that's also the time that I was starting my business. So it was just so funny because God already told me that I needed to start, that I need to do these things and that I needed to leave that job. But I didn't leave. <laughs> you know, I was waiting for confirmation. I was waiting to feel like the right time. And, you know, the job left me. <laughs> and that's okay. You know, um, but we can't, we can't be so attached to the process that we're unwilling to pivot. Mm. That we're unwilling to pivot. You know, at my reawaken conference this year, one of my good friends, Kristen, came and hopefully, God willing, we're going to have her on the podcast because, listen, Kristen is amazing. She's so gifted at what she does. But her topic was how to faithfully pivot. <laughs> and I'm just telling you guys, like, sometimes we're going to have to learn how to faithfully pivot. Like how to take up our faith, hold on tight to it, and pivot because that's what Holy Spirit says to do, right? And trust that all things are going to work together for our good, right? Romans 8, 28, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Y'all, all things, all things, all the things. <laughs> Every single thing is working for your good. It's all working for your good. So, you know, when things start to not go according to plan, when it comes to your business, you want to just quit? Or are you going to 
keep doing the same things just because that's how you've always done it. That's how you started out doing it. That's how you decided you're going to do it. That's what everybody else is doing. Or you're going to take your feelings out of it, sit down, lay those plans at the feet of Jesus and say, okay, I surrender this. I surrender all. God, tell me what to do. God, give me the strategy. Let me know what I need to do in order for this plan to prosper. What do I need to do in order for this business to prosper? What do I need to do in order for this marriage to prosper? What areas do I need to lay my pride aside? What areas do I need to lay my plans aside? Because God can see so much further than we can see. We see in moments. We might see a little bit ahead of the future. But we don't see all. Even if you're a prophet, you don't see all. We prophesy in part. So we have to be willing to take a step back and faithfully pivot when necessary. Because if we truly trust God, then we have to trust his plans. We have to trust that he's got us. We have to trust that he's not going to leave us or forsake us. You know, Ecclesiastes 7 and 8 says, the matter, the end of a matter is better than its beginning and patience is better than pride. That's another one of our scriptures that's on the wall, guys. The end of a matter is better than its beginning and patience is better than pride. Some of us need to work on our patience and killing that pride because we can get big and bad. We can start getting degrees. We can start getting husbands. We can start getting children. We can start accomplishing goals. We can start, you know, losing weight. We can, whatever it is, and start thinking we know it all. as if we know more than God himself. Guys, I don't know what other way to say it, but let God lead. Let God shift your plans when necessary. Because I can tell you one good thing that came out of my birth experience not being the way that I wanted it to be. Um, I was able to have a deeper understanding and compassion for other women who went through the same thing as me or worse. You know, I remember I had shared part of it um, and one young lady DM me and we were just talking about it. She was sharing her story and I was just like, oh my God, here I am fussing about <laughs> what I went through and I mean, some of what she went through, I know was so much harder, but yet I was still able to encourage her. I mean, like, so we got to be able to see the good in things and see the God in things and remember that, you know, what we're going through isn't always just for ourselves, you know, and we also have to be able to be honest that we can feel the way we feel, right? It's okay to feel those things, 
But we have to give those feelings back to God. We have to be honest and say, look, God, this is how I'm feeling. <laughs> this is how I'm feeling. And I'm be honest, I don't like it. I don't like it because he can't free us from that if we're not honest about what it is, if we're not honest about where we are in our walk. If I wasn't honest about that frustration, I just knew I was like, God, I need you to help me through this because what I don't want to become is bitter. I don't want to become bitter. I don't want my faith to be shaken because it was feeling a little bit shaky. You know, it was feeling a little bit shaky. But when we're able to just be honest with our plans and our disappointments about our plans, that's where the transformation comes. That's where the healing comes. Because God already knows, first of all. He already knows. <laughs> so what are you trying to like mask it for? When he already knows. But when you open up about it, it frees yourself. What does my shirt say? For yourself to level up. This is my Peace 4-9 shirt. Um, but yeah, free yourself to level up. Free yourself. Free yourself. Free yourself from the chains and the bondage of your own expectations, of your own plans. And there's nothing wrong with having plans. We're supposed to have plans. We're supposed to write down the vision and make it plain. However, we are also supposed to surrender those plans. We got to surrender those plans. And the more we start to do that and do it with honesty, with authenticity, and do it with joy, the better our lives become, right? There is so much more that God has for us, but he can't give you. If you're talking about all things are new and it's a new season and forget the former things and all of that, but you still holding on tight to that former thing. You still holding on tight to the way things were. You still holding on tight to your old ways of doing things. You're still holding on tight to those old blessings, right? Because an old blessing in a new season, it might just become a burden because you might need to release that thing, right? You might need to release that thing. And again, when we go back to talking about business, just because something worked in the past or worked when you were first starting doesn't mean it's going to work or prosper. When you two, three, four, five years down the line, just because you had a service that was working or that was making you money or was getting you clients in year one doesn't mean that that's going to work in year three or four. It doesn't mean that it needs to work, right? Because sometimes what I realize is sometimes some of the offerings or some of the, um, oh, what's the word, products or whatever you, you were selling or offering, Sometimes that was just like a catalyst to the next thing. Sometimes that was just a teaching moment to teach you, okay, what do my clients really want? What do they really need? This might have opened the door, but the more I'm speaking with them, the more I'm spending time with them, the more I'm getting to know them, the more I'm responding to DMs and to comments and to emails, the more I'm listening to them when they speak, the more I realize, you know what, that might've been good, but this next thing that God just put on my heart that I don't know nothing about <laughs> or that I, I wasn't comfortable with yet, or that might take more research, might take more education, might take more X, Y, and Z. That's what they really need. That's what they really desire. 
You know what I'm saying? So we can get too attached to these things that we're unable to hear, that we're unable to shift. Because that shifting just might save somebody's life. And I didn't mean to go here, but we're going here. Because again, we can get so caught up in our own heads that we're not listening. And if we're not listening, we're not hearing instruction and we're not hearing the strategy and we're not receiving the guidance that we actually need. And there's a whole lot of things in this world that is um, pulling our attention, pulling our ears, pulling what we're seeing, right? And pulling our focus. So if we're not intentional in this season, especially and beyond, we're going to miss the instruction and we're going to miss the strategy. So we can't be sitting here upset about what's not working, what's not prospering, what's not um, springing forth. If we are not listening, if we're not yielding to that instruction, if we're not willing to change and to shift. So I hear a chance now. So that means we probably going to wrap this up again, wrap this up soon. <laughs> but I just want to encourage you not to be discouraged and not to be afraid. Everybody goes through seasons of transition. Everybody has to learn how to pivot in one way or another. Everybody has to get used to the plan change, right? Even that thing that we're, that we're being called to birth. The change isn't always a bad thing. You know, I look at um, one of my favorite scriptures, which has encouraged me in so many different seasons, but especially within this past year or so. The amount of times I've clung to this scripture in the past year, I can't even tell you, right? Because one thing that I know um, God's people need to be set free of is fear. Because he didn't give us that. And he commands us time and time again, not to be fearful. So one of my favorite scriptures that I cling to every time that I feel fear starting to rise up, right, is Joshua 1 and 9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. I'm going to read that again. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go, wherever you go in your journey, wherever you go in your business, wherever you go on your job, or if you're changing careers, if God is calling you to leave that career and start another one, even one you might not even know too much about, even one you may not feel qualified for, even one that you're like, how did I get here? <laughs> or what would I even do? I just want to encourage you not to be afraid and not to be discouraged for God is going to go with you wherever you go. He's not going to lead you to a place just to sit there fearful. Absolutely not. But we have to be able to lean on him and trust him. There's no reason to fear when God is fighting for you, when he's fighting beside you, when he's going ahead of you. So be encouraged today. Embrace the birth plan changing. Embrace your plans changing. Embrace the pivot because there is so much better on the other side. There is so much more that God has for you, but you have to be willing to lay your pride aside, lay your ways aside, <laughs> lay your frustrations aside, lay your I know it all ness 
aside. I don't think that's a word, but that's okay. You know, um, and just be able to trust that our father is with you, that he's going with you wherever you go. All right. I think that's all that I want to share today. We can come back next week. You know, we're going to have something good to talk about, but I just, I just could not let go of this feeling this morning of this unction of the Holy Spirit to get on here and talk about this because I just know that so many of us, God has so much. It's like this year, this year, like I just see so many promises being fulfilled. I just see these, these ah, spring, just so much springing forth. I just, I don't even have the words right now. I really don't. I just see so much of his goodness and mercy over his people. I see so much favor raining down, but only if you're obedient. It's almost like you the one holding the cards, you know, (laughs) you the one holding the keys. You just got to turn it and walk in, right? But you got to be obedient. You got to lay aside that pride. You got to lay aside the weight, lay aside the burdens. Some of us can't go into certain rooms because we holding on to, on to too much baggage. On to too much baggage, okay? You can't even get through the door because all of that baggage is blocking your entry, all right? So I just want to encourage you to lay it at the feet of Jesus because he loves you and he cares about you. Right. He wouldn't have laid down his life (laughs) if he didn't care, but he laid down his life so that we can live abundantly. And abundance isn't isn't always monetary, although I believe that we are to financially prosper as well. But sometimes abundance is in joy. Sometimes abundance is in health. Sometimes abundance is in peace. Sometimes abundance is in love right so I just love y'all I'm gonna pray because otherwise I'll, I'll be up here talking all day long father God we just thank you oh God for shifting the plans we thank you that you are a God who loves us enough to show up and be present every single step of the way oh God I just thank you that you are a promise keeper oh God even when the process looks different than what we previously imagined and expected God we thank you that you are a God who can do exceedingly and abundantly more than we could ever ask or think oh God I just thank you for loving us for wrapping us up in our arms we just thank you for your redemption god for your redemptive love oh god we just thank you for all that you have in store for us oh god we just thank you that when we lay down our weights oh god that when we lay down our pride oh god that when we lay down our plans oh god that you will pick it up oh god and and give us so much more Jesus. We just thank you for your will and not our will, oh God. We thank you for the no's, oh God, even when we want to the yes. We thank you for your protective hand over our lives in the name of Jesus. We just thank you for all that you're doing and everything that you're about to do. I just pray for the person right now, oh God, that is struggling with their birth plan changing, oh God. I pray that you just um, encourage them this week, oh God. Encourage them that you are right there with them, oh God. That you are right there in the birthing room, oh God. And that you are going to make sure that the thing, the vision that they are birthing, that the child they are birthing will come to pass and be healthy, oh God. That it will be prosperous, oh God. That it will be full and abundant, oh God. So we just thank you right now, Jesus that you are ever-present help. We just thank you for your strength. We thank you for your endurance. We thank you for your love, God. We thank you for your spirit 
falling down on us today and every day, oh God. We just thank you that we can trust you with our plans, that we can trust you with our lives, and that we can trust you in in every single season. All these things that I do pray in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Bye, y'all. See you next week.